If you enjoy our content and think this is important material, the best compliment you can pay is by sharing this with your friends and family. This helps us out a lot. Also, if you enjoyed today's program, please like, comment, share, and subscribe to this podcast. We would love to hear from you. Truth in My Days podcast is sponsored by the Truth in My Days ministry. Welcome to the Truth in My Days podcast, where we defend the Word of God against the challenges of men. Hello all. Just as a reminder, this is part 16 of a multi-part series. Today, we have Sonia interviewing John. We have been looking at the question of the age of the earth and whether it is important or not. We saw that the Bible does teach that the earth is about 6,000 years old, which contradicts the claim of secular science that it is 4.6 billion years old. Some apologists, the so-called old age creationists, accept that the Earth is 4.6 billion years old and say that teaching it is 6,000 years old, which is young Earth creationism, is a stumbling block to apologetics and drives people away from the gospel. If that were so, we cannot change what the Bible says about this. And in fact, the broad data seems to show that the opposite We lose people when we compromise on what the Bible teaches about creation. The most comprehensive study of which we know on this issue found that believing the Bible has errors in it, as it would if it were to be wrong about creation, is much more significant factor in causing young people to abandon the church than a supposed contradiction between the Bible and secular science. We saw that the world's top Hebrew experts from leading universities who do not believe in inerrancy, so do not feel the need to make the Bible fit with the claims of secular science, all agree that Genesis 1 certainly teaches that God created the world in six earth rotation, 24-hour days. Then we began to look at what is said by Christians who argue that the earth is 4.6 billion years old, and we saw that they not only make certain errors about the laws of science, but particularly that they overlooked the fact that the entire creation week was a week of miraculous activity. The laws of science did not take over the operation of the universe until after the six days of creation were finished. Furthermore, scientific data such as the radiometric dating that supposedly shows the Earth is 4.6 billion years old only does so if invalid assumptions are used. Much scientific data actually shows the Earth is young. Next, we looked at the arguments old age creationists raise to deny the plain meaning of Genesis 1. Next, we looked at the arguments old creationists raise to deny the plain meaning of Genesis 1, such as claiming the word translated day here can mean long periods of time. But in fact, in the form in which it appears in Genesis 1, it can only mean an earth rotation 24-hour day or the daylight portion of it. We saw that plants could indeed have been made appear in one day and Adam could have certainly named all the animals that existed within a day. We also saw that day 7 is a 24-hour day, even though the ending is not mentioned. God rested or ceased from his creative work. This cannot mean the day continues till now. Now, it should be noted the age of the earth is not a salvific issue. A Christian is saved regardless of what he believes about the age of the earth. Nevertheless, Christian teachers and apologists still need to teach the biblical truth about this matter. We cannot deny what the Bible says and still maintain that we are upholding biblical authority. 
Old age creationists bring up a canard of church opposing Galileo's ideas that the earth moves about the sun, but actually it was the scientists of the day who opposed his view. And the Bible doesn't actually say the earth does not move in space. It does say that God created the world in a maximum of 7,687 years ago. Now we continue the discussion. And then he says that for 1,700 years there was a con controversy about this. Everyone believed the earth was fixed. Well, where was the controversy if everyone believed one thing? The reality, there was no controversy for 1,700 years. What he's saying is that everyone believed the earth was fixed for 1,700 years. The controversy started when Galileo said something else. But uh, it's not really a controversy. He's talking about the earth using a different frame of reference. He also yes, hasn't really given any kind of documentation to show that, yes, for 1,700 years, people believed the earth was fixed. That's an assumption. But I don't know how many Christians even addressed the issue. I'm not aware of any who did, who said, yep, the earth doesn't move. And then here's the big, big problem with this approach now. Because the, here now is the, the fallacy of the converse accident. If the Bible disagreed with science in one issue and was wrong, or at least the interpretation was wrong in one issue, then we should assume it's wrong in every other issue. If Christians who deny that the earth doesn't move, and again, the Bible doesn't say that, well, then we should accept that it's also wrong when it disagrees with secular science on the age of the earth. What's the obvious problem there? Well, I, I guess maybe what he, he means is if it's wrong on one thing that undermines its entire credibility, which is, isn't that the whole problem of a major problem with the old or accepting the old earth view when you undermine the credibility of the Bible, you don't know what it's right on. No, I think what he's, he's saying here is that, look, we used to interpret the Bible one way in terms of the earth not moving. And then science came along to show us that our interpretation was wrong. And so now we're interpreting the Bible one way to believe that it's young Please note that this is a multi-part series. If you have missed any episodes and would like to listen to them, they will all be available on our YouTube channel and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You can find the links to these on our website, truthinmydays.com, or you can look for Truth In My Days on YouTube as one word. But now science has come along to show us that our interpretation is wrong about that, and we should change it. But but the obvious problem here is, in the first case, if we had an interpretation that the earth doesn't move, that's A, not necessarily wrong, depending on what your frame of reference is, but B, more importantly, the Bible does not teach geostationary fixation of the earth. It does teach, as we've seen, it does teach six-day young earth creationism. So if... If people made a wrong interpretation about the, the movement of the earth, that wouldn't mean that we're making a wrong interpretation on the matter of creation. And since the Bible does specify this, our interpretation is not wrong. And we do have to hold to it. What people discovered, ladies and gentlemen, is this. That although you could interpret the Bible in terms of a fixed earth, you didn't have to. 
without losing its authority. Now we're at a similar problem. You could interpret the Bible as indicating that the earth is young, but do you have to? Well, let me make one suggestion, all right? May I do that? Just one. Of course. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. When was that? Well, there's a sequence of days in Genesis 1. You've heard of them, haven't you? In the beginning, that was day one. No, it wasn't. The sequence of days all begin with, and God said, don't they? And God said, let there be light, and so on, day one. And God said, in day two. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth was not on day one. That's the first thing you notice. So you notice this simply from the text. Let's, let's see that time in another speech where Lennox goes with the same kind of idea, a little bit more detail. What do I do with it? Well, we start with, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then there is a sequence of six days, and each of them begins with the phrase, and God said, and God said, and God said. And then after those six days of creation activity, God rests on the seventh day. Okay. Now, just looking at that, the first thing to notice is there is a literary pattern. One would logically conclude, I think, prima facie, that day one begins with, and God said. And that means that in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth is not talking about day one, but is prior to day one. Now, instantly, you see, that removes the difficulty with people saying that the Bible insists the earth is young. The Bible doesn't insist the earth is young. It says in the beginning, God creates the heaven and the earth. It doesn't say what that time that was at. And then it gives a sequence of creative acts of God, which we can discuss separately. So this gambit here is to say that, well, the days didn't actually start till day three because you see there's a literary pattern and God said that marks the beginning of each day. Uh, so it must mark in verse three, it must mark the beginning of the first day, the first day, which then is set to end in verse five. And so you can have this long period of time between Genesis 1 and the beginning of the first day, which is uh, in verse 3, and God said, let there be light. Does that sound like a reasonable argument? Is there really this literary pattern? Uh, I thought you showed us another literary pattern, which shows that it's a bunch of events, and then that's the, the, the end of the day, and then a bunch of events, and the end of the day, not not starting, not that God created in the in the beginning and then it starts a, a pattern after that. Yes, there, there's no real literary pattern here as Lennox has it, because that would mean that, we're, that the, the author is writing in a literary fashion rather than, than straightforward historical narrative. But it would mean then that we, we would have to see the and God said as the demarcation of the start of a day. That's what he's telling us. So we can remove Genesis 1-1 as the start of the day. So the day one would start in 1-3 with God said, let there be light. Uh, day one ends in verse 5. There was evening and morning, day one. The next day starts in the very next verse, 1-6. God said, and uh, let there be a firmament in the heavens and... So there's day two, and it ends in verse eight, the second day. Verse nine marks the start of the third day. 
he said, you know, and let there be dry land, let there be seas, separate these. But here's the first problem you get to, because you get to verse 11, and God said, let there be plants. But this is not the start of a day, because we get to verse 13, it's the end of the third day, which means there were two and God says within one day. And if there's two God says within one day, then sorry, this cannot then be the demarcation of the start of a day. There's no literary pattern. And you'll see the same thing when you get to, to the final day. In one issue and was wrong, or at least the interpretation was wrong in one issue, then we should assume it's wrong in every other issue. If Christians who deny that the earth doesn't move, and again, the Bible doesn't say that. Well, then we should accept that it's also wrong when it disagrees with secular science on the age of the earth. What's the obvious problem there? Well, I, I guess maybe what he he means is that it's wrong on one thing that undermines its entire credibility, which is, isn't that the whole problem, a, a major problem with the old or accepting the old earth view? When you undermine the credibility of the Bible, you don't know what it's right on. No, I think what he's, he's saying here is that, look, we used to interpret the Bible one way in terms of the earth not moving, and then science came along to show us that our interpretation was wrong. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. Unfortunately, we have run out of time, but please join us for the next part, same time and same place. Thank you for listening to the Truth In My Days podcast with John Torse. If you like our content, please share this information with family and friends. It helps us a lot. We also would love to hear from you. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Truth In My Days as one word again. Truth In My Days as one word. No spaces in between. Or reach us by email at info at truthinmydays.com. You may also visit our website for more comprehensive material and to learn more about our ministry. Our website is truthinmydays.com. Thank you.